Well, I'm delighted to be joined by the new Archdeacon of Killaloo, the Venerable Terry Mitchell. Uh, Terry, uh, welcome, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. You're also the rector in Clock Jordan and Boris O'Kane, I think. So you'll continue with that work, will you? That's right, yes. I'll continue with my pastoral role in the Clock Jordan and Boris O'Kane group of parishes, which, which also include three smaller parishes of um, Boris Nafani, um, Temple Harry and, and Ballingarry. So yes, we'll continue with that work. And how long have you been rector of Clock Jordan and Boris O'Kane? My wife and I moved over in 2016. We came over in, 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 towards the end of April um, after having been working as a priest in the Anglican Church of Southern Africa. Um, so we've been here just over four years now. So let, let's just go back. So as you say, you're from South Africa. How did you start? How did you become a, a priest? What did you do when you left school? Well, after leaving school, it was back in the apartheid days in South Africa. So as, as a white South African, I, I did my two years national service. And then after completing my national service, then went on to the university um, in Grahamstown called Rhodes University, where I initially qualified as a secondary school teacher. I taught English history and career guidance um, and taught for nine years. But I'd always felt and believed that God was calling me um, into full-time ministry. So when, when the time was right, um, I candidated for ministry. And at that stage, I, I first um, joined the Methodist Church, became a minister in the Methodist Church, and worked there for, for a number of years, including a year in uh, the Methodist Church in Ireland, and that was in a little town called Irvinstown in Pettigo. I worked there for a year. Um, but then went back to South Africa um, in 2006 as a school chaplain in Uplands College, a secondary school and a primary school um, in White River, which is in Pumalanga. Those who know South Africa, it's very near the Kruger National Park, one of our landmark parks, very popular with the tourists. So it, was, it was lovely to be so close um, to the park and could get in there for weekends and, and, and go for game drives. But worked there as a school chaplain uh, for just over five years and then moved back to Grahamstown where I studied as, as a student and took up a position as incumbent director in the Anglican Church. It was called Christ Church, um, an Anglican Church in Grahamstown, and was there um, for four years. So that's very briefly my journey coming to Ireland. Um, and what was it that uh, drew you to Ireland? Um, it, it, I suppose two main reasons. The first one was uh, when we left, um, our family left, um, we had two young daughters at that stage in 2005, 2006. We wanted them to complete their schooling in South Africa and, and left after a year. And really enjoyed the experience, but we felt we'd like them to complete their high schooling in South Africa. Um, but when when leaving, I just had a strong sense. I can remember all, 10 years ago, that, that, that time that we left, or 14 years ago, thinking that I really would like to come back again to minister in Ireland. And then secondly, for ancestral reasons, on, on my father's side, our family comes from Ireland, ha having lived in Ireland for many um, hundreds of years, sort of crisscrossing between Ireland and England, as I think was quite common in those days, but, but essentially from Ireland. And it was my great-grandfather on my father's side who came out in the early 1900s. He was a school teacher, um, and he came out to South Africa in the early 1900s. So for those ancestral reasons as well. Um, yeah. you know, and and how do you find it? I mean, I tend to think of South Africa as glorious, endless sunshine and things. Um, <laughs> how how did right. you find the changing climate? I think that's probably the biggest change, yeah. I'd say the, um, the change in climate. 
But, you know, in terms of the work, it's, it's, it's really essentially the same. The Church of Ireland, the Anglican Church of Southern Africa, you know, the prayer book, um, the liturgy, um, our style of worship, um, our vestments, our robes, our, our parishes, our structures, all very similar. So there wasn't a huge um, adjustment there. And, and, you know, very quickly fitted into, into ministry in Ireland. It's, it's a rural parish. And you know, the wonderful parishioners and been made to feel very welcome and accepted in the community, even though we are obviously not from, from Ireland, but, but certainly have been made to feel welcome and, and made to feel that we belong. And so getting involved in the work and the life of the church, um, which, as I said, isn't that different from the Anglican Church in South Africa, um, ha- has made that um, a lot easier um, in terms of the climate, but we certainly do enjoy the odd sunny days that we do get here, and we we spend as much time as we can um, in the sun when we do get those days. So, are your daughters with you in Ireland, or are they still in South Africa? Um, no, one one is with us actually at the moment in Ireland, and she is um, she's studied law in South Africa, completed the LLB, and then did a master's in international law and international humanitarian law um, in Geneva. So I was busy looking to qualify as a solicitor, um, and that's the, the process that she's busy with. Well, I, I, the daughter's in England um, at the moment, a town called a little town called Forest Row, south of London, and she's also studying towards a master's in, in, in the field of art therapy, as well as working part-time um, as a nursery school teacher. So, so they both, anyway, this, this side of, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere. Yes, indeed. So we, we've established you across here in the Church of Ireland, and now you've been appointed as Archdeacon. How do you see the role as Archdeacon, Terry? There's two answers to the question. The one is um, the role within the Church of Ireland, which is in our constitution is fairly well prescribed as to the role. And then obviously I'd bring my understanding to the role that I would hope to achieve as the Archdeacon. So the role within the Church of Ireland, it is to be an advisor and an assistant um, to the bishop um, in his pastoral care and concern for the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo. And this includes any administrative matters um, relating to the Archdeaconry, specifically in my case of Killaloo. For example, it would be meeting with parishioners and select vestries as a first step in filling a vacancy um, in a parish. And then my role within the Church of Ireland is also to serve as a member of um, the ministry team that is chaired by the bishop, and this offers leadership to the diocese, to the way forward for ministry um, as we look to what God is calling us to at this time and um, in this place. And then I will obviously continue with my pastoral role um, as rector as the Clock Jordan um, and Borosokane group of parishes. So that's that really in a nutshell um, is my understanding of my role as Archdeacon within um, the Church of Ireland, anyway. Yeah. And how do you look to develop it? How do you see it developing as you uh, get into the role? Well, a few thoughts that I've had, and um, one thing that I'd like to look at um, is ways that we can work together as an archdeaconry. Um, It stretches um, from Loophead um, in the south to Badenesloe in the north and from the Cliffs of Moa in the west um, to Roscray in the ancient east. So it's obviously, um, those of you who are familiar with the geography of that part of Ireland, it's a very large archdeaconry with scattered parishes. There are eight parishes within the archdeaconry or, or eight ministers within the, the archdeaconry. Obviously, there are a lot more parishes. Um, but I'd like to, to work to bringing us together, um, the clergy, um, the lay readers, um, the parishioners, 
Um, as we look to build a unity of purpose across the archdeaconry, both within the Church of Ireland and also outside of the work, outside of the Church of Ireland, that I'd like to work ecumenically and have been, and would also like to work um, within the wider community, also as I have been able to do um, in, in the last four years that I've been in the Clock Jordan and Boris and Cain group of parishes. So, so that's that's would be the work that I would like to to, um, to commit myself to. I can remember my first appointment as a probationer minister. This was in the Methodist Church many years ago. And after the service of worship, um, we would hold an outside Sunday school in a large field in a housing estate. And as part of the Sunday school lesson, we'd begin with singing a few choruses. And one that I remember in particular, um, I'd love to be able to sing it, but I, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the voice. But it, if anyone is familiar with it, it's building up the kingdom, building up the kingdom, building up the kingdom of the Lord. And then it goes, boys, come and help us. Girls, come and help us. Building up the kingdom of the Lord. So, so I'd like to encourage everyone in the Archdeaconry to come and share in this work. And I believe we'd be stronger together in supporting one another and encouraging one another and also in praying for one another. And so would consider it a, an honor and a privilege um, to share in this work in, 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 in fellowship um, with everyone, really, um, um, in, in the Archdeaconry, and also obviously as part of, um, of the wider diocese. Yes, uh, you, you mentioned uh, the, the distances that are involved with your Archdeaconry. I mean, they are huge, aren't they? Um, mm. how, how do you see it? I, I mean, I, at the moment, of course, with the lockdowns, it makes it particularly difficult as we're not having public worship at the moment but you know what what do you see will you be visiting um, all the parishes how what what do you think uh, yes yes no I, I yes certainly would like to start off when i can um, in visiting all the parishes you know fortunately we are a small large geographically but quite small numerically in terms of ministers so I, you know, fortunately, to know all my colleagues and, and and have met them and have been to to all their churches and 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 to their rectories, but yes, no, I certainly would 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 like to visit them all, and then look at ways of um, where parishes are are closer to each other, where they where they may be grouped together. Um, for example, we've got Shinron not too far from Clock Jordan and Roscray and Burr, for example, on too far apart. So, you know, one could work, for example, there, what we'd call ministry teams, work as a hub, um, that we would look at what we can do together, what we can share um, in, in, in terms of ministry. And so whether one's doing that strategically and intentionally and creating the, these hubs or else whether something that is organic and, and, and involves over time, um, I'm not too sure. But I think by coming together anyway, with my, with, with, as I say, with the eight of us, that we can begin to start um, to look at that and to certainly hear um, from others um, in the archdeaconry um, as to their thoughts on that. But I think essentially, I think that we do need to work together um, far more intentionally um, within within the archdeaconry. Archdeacon Terry, thank you so much for joining us this evening and sharing with us your plans for the archdeaconry. And we wish you God's blessing in your work. Oh, thank you very much and thank you for the time and for the interview. I really have enjoyed it.